been me. It should have been me. It should have been countered by Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler measuring Del Rio. Oh, watch out. Look at this. Look at this. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently, you know. Um, <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. I literally record three to four shows. I upload them, and, you know, we're talking, and I'm like, all right, I'm set for the next, you know, three, four weeks, you know. Gonna sit back and just enjoy some stuff, you know, changing it up, because you guys love when I change things up, and I, I finally started to embrace um embraced it, you know, I'm like, okay, because for as much as you guys want my opinions on stuff, you guys are just usually like, yo, like, you had this, I love when you did that, or this, and and so, I just, have to, I learned to embrace it, but then days like this happen, I'm like, yo, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, I have to, I have to, I have opinions on this, I have thoughts on this, and I don't really want to wait a month to talk about it, um, plus it'll be something new by then, um, but we've, we've, Along with the over a hundred employees being laid off, we have now our first round of cuts for talent, and none of this is good news. Um, some of it's just uh, interesting, and some of it's confusing, and some of it is pe- peculiar. I can keep going on and on with words, but uh, we have that. We have news about Raw leaving the USA Network and SmackDown going on the USA Network. Um, and we have so much going on. And also, we still have to talk about this is this show's coming one day after Grand Slam Dynamite, and uh, two injuries coming out of that one. And we'll talk about those too. Um, let's talk about WWE first because it just let's just get into it first. So the TKO price has dropped following the merger, which I think people don't know what to expect. People don't know what this is, you know. And then with words coming out that <laughs> this is hilarious, uh, there, there was a there was a meeting, uh, all hands on deck meeting, employee meeting. Vince spoke, and Vince said that the reason for the sale. Is that WWE had plateaued? What a load of shit that is! Uh, we all know it didn't plateau. We all know that this was his way of getting back in power fully, with there being no pushback. And you know, I'm not big on conspiracy theories, but I have one right now. I truly believe when he took that vacation, air quotes. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me doing air quotes. When he took that time off. I think he struck a deal with TKO at that point, and they waited until the right time, and that's when he started pushing back and forcing his way back in. It was later in the year. I truly do believe that. I, I just, I just don't understand. It, 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 the sale came together so fast, and he got nine point six billion. It came together. That was it was by design. They already had it set up. I, I said I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I, I'm just not. But 
I do believe that. I do believe that um, this was all his way of getting back in. There was nothing that plateaued. WWE had not stopped. WWE has been very hot for at least a, at least two years now. Selling out arenas, going to big shows. It's been hot. The product has been hot. It's very hot. So, yeah, I don't... Yeah, no. I'm not... I was born, just not today. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. It's just uh, interesting there. Um, but here's my thing my thought on it is this he clearly wasn't going to retire he got forced out and at the time it was bad publicity but here's the thing those women were paid off probably paid very healthy they probably, probably made them millionaires and they went away and there's NDAs will never know what it was and I've heard some people say well they shouldn't be paid off then what that the first woman referee, I forgot her name. What can the world do for her now besides pay her off? There's, it's the the statute of limitations is over. It's been passed. There's nothing that can actually be done except for just pay her off. Well, take the pain away. I'm sure not. I mean, if we're being honest, I'm pretty sure not. But at the end of the day, look here, she got taken care of. That's all some people look for is closure. And that's all that matters. Um, as far as what this means, look, it means that the product that you're watching will still be the same. The product that I watch will still be the same. What it means is we won't know anything until things begin to turn bad. What happens if more people come out? Don't think it'll happen, but it could. What happens if the product isn't as hot? Right now they're getting a very dude, that nine point six billion, they will they will make it back by next year's SummerSlam. They, trust me, they will make it back by next year's SummerSlam. They'll, they're going to be just fine. They won't be on. They won't be homeless. They'll, they'll be good. Um, can't say much for the rest of us. Um, <laughs> so, you, you have all these situations going on. What it means is that we won't know until essentially. Here's what here's, here's the best way I can put it. What 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 we won't know anything until the product turns a little stale, and then we'll see if you know they do a switch. We'll see if they get rid of Paul Levesque, Triple H. You know, we'll see how how it works. Like we just, we just have to wait for the, that moment. Honestly, they're so hot right now. I don't think that. Um, they're so hot right now, I don't think we're going to know for a while. Because they just announced uh, their first pay-per-view in Australia. Poor Emma. Poor poor, poor friend of the show, Tenille Dashwood. I'll get to her in a second. That'll be Elimination Chamber. Like, they're hot. And they're and people want their services. And then on top of that, think about this. Think about if they're actually able to book a city, probably Vegas, where they, both, they might want both TK... Um, both products from TKO. 
They might want um, UFC and WWE that same weekend. So they're not running against each other. Imagine that weekend. Holy shit. So they're going to be fine. No, they're going to be fine. Um, but, yeah, it's just, we won't know until... We, I think we have a good couple years before we actually see any changes. You know, I just don't see many changes happening. One change we are going to see is another era of Raw leaving USA. Now, USA is still in the WWE business. Um, they will retain SmackDown. They will, they, will, they will get SmackDown, which SmackDown has never been on USA before. And this will be the first time in the history of this company that they will have Friday nights of wrestling. And then on top of that, the deal is said to be worth $1.4 billion for SmackDown. SmackDown will be leaving Fox. And that's a 40% increase of money that they were making. Then on top of that, they get four quarterly specials that they will have to do. So then we'll get four specials. Think of a Clash of Champions, WCW, whatever. Think about that. Um, but... Um, it's a huge deal. And it deals for five years. I know there's a lot of five year deals happening here. But this will this will start in October twenty twenty four. So essentially a year from now. Um and the reason why Raw and Raw and NXT will not be on USA. And this is why you've started seeing bigger names on NXT. And by the way, Becky Lynch's championship win last week got them at their highest viewership since twenty eighteen. Which was uh, 850,000 live viewers at the time of the championship match between Becky Lynch and Tiffany Stratton. They pulled over 1 million live viewers. So, for Tiffany Stratton, there's just a lot of eyeballs on her. And she's already a gorgeous woman because now I've seen her work. And so that's, that's even more eyeballs on her. But this is why you've been seeing so many big names has been because they wanted to show TKO that NXT is worth keeping around. And they do need it. They do, they, at this point, it, it helps to have NXT. No matter how many people don't watch it, it helps to have it because it helps build talent like Tiffany Stratton, like Roxanne Perez, like uh, Isla Dawn and uh, Alba Fire, all these people. who They're on the main roster now, but they started in NXT. Well, some of them started in NXT UK. But um, essentially, I do think they, NXT is essential to, to it. And they... And, they could probably strike a deal. Well, I don't know. It's, they're in the middle of the deal with Peacock. They probably just can't put stuff on Peacock. They probably need to uh, figure all that out because they're trying to make trying to make money off of it. So who knows where Raw and NXT will be going? Um, but it'll be a new era for Raw. And this is not the first time that Raw's left. For those of you younger viewers, Raw was on TNN at one point. Um, they had left USA going to TNN because TNN paid for the rights after they had ECW originally. And essentially they used ECW to see if wrestling would fly. And it did. I remember it was such a big deal. I remember uh, in the community that I lived in at the time, I was living in Maryland. And the cable, I think it was Comcast, I think. They had very, very limited channels. USA was one of them. And I remember, this is how, this is how hot wrestling was. And I remember once the, the announcement was made for TNN, I was like, oh, we won't be watching wrestling, you know, for a long time because I don't, they don't have TNN. And I remember two days later, there was notifications on everyone's door. And it's, I'll never forget this, true story. Notifications on everyone's door that had cable. 
and we didn't have cable. I watched my next door neighbor's cable, and notifications on the door, and it said, um, "Hey, due to increased demand, we've asked if Comcast can add TNN. They've agreed to add TNN at no extra charge." So I never had to stop watching wrestling. That's that's how crazy. That's how hot that. That's how hot the product was, and this was in two thousand. That's how hot the product fucking was. Was that that crazy? So um. I don't know where they go, honestly. I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see. I'm very interested to see who's gonna pay for it. Someone's gonna pay for it, and I wouldn't be surprised if Fox won it. But I could, I do think this, and there's a good chance of this. There's a great chance of this, I believe, that there won't be three-hour Raws wherever they. That was a USA call for them to go three hours, so it's a great chance we may we, we may go back to two hours of Raw. That we, we may see that, you know, because um, that was a USA call. So that that's one way they can get. So we might be seeing the last year of three hour Raws, but they definitely will find a home. Look here, the with the writer's strike happening right now, AEW and WWE are very important. Look, look here. Look, this is how bad it is right now for um, entertainment. They've been putting uh, Monday Night Football on three different channels. So Monday Football is usually on ESPN. Well, I didn't know this until this past Monday, but all the Disney-owned channels had Monday Night Football on them because they had nothing else. They've been pushing all, they've been pushing everything back because even if they had, you know, first five episodes locked down, um, they don't want to waste them because if you watch the first five episodes... And then the, the strike's now over and nothing else is recorded. Now, those first five episodes are just there. So they've been pushing the schedule back until next year. So th- these are good. This, look here. It is the perfect time for a bidding war right now. I, I, I wouldn't, I couldn't, I'm not going to say that AEW is guaranteed to get a billion. I'm not going to say that. But I don't see why they wouldn't get a billion. I, I, I don't see why WWE wouldn't get a billion for, for Fox, um, from US, uh, for Raw and NXT. I don't see it. I don't see why not. The longer the strike goes, the better it is for WWE. So, I just, I, I, it's, um, I, I'm interested to see where this goes. But they had a 40% increase for, for SmackDown. And, I, and here's the thing. It may, it, it, this will also keep the bidding wars going on. So that means now that... We're going to see talent put on certain stations because of certain requests. We will see that. So I'm interested to see where this goes. Um, it's very interesting to me uh, how that's already been announced. How USA is, they want SmackDown but not Raw. And honestly, if we're being real, SmackDown's been the A-show for a while now. Raw, the three hours, it just handicapped it, man. It just really did. It, it just It's just one of those things where... That's hard to get through every week, man. Three hours... A bunch of commercials, a bunch of skits, a bunch of talking. That's a lot. Sometimes two hours of TV is hard to get through. You know? But the fact that you condition some people to watch three hours, ugh, that's hard. But anyways, um, some other WWE notes. Becky Lynch in her uh, NXT Open Challenge, she wanted to face Tegan Knox, And in early uh, scripts, Tegan Knox was the person that was on the script. Well, Vince Man came and made the change to make it Natalia, and all that came from supposedly because he wanted 
TKO to see NXT's worth. So, I don't know how Natalia figures into all that. Your guess is about as good as mine on that note. Um, and before we get to the the big big news of the day, uh, bigger news. Um, John Moxley did suffer a, a, a they say mild concussion. I don't think there's anything mild about concussions. Like someone says, I'm having minor surgery. Yeah. Okay, nothing to mind about fucking being cut open, but whatever. He, he, he suffered a concussion, um, and uh, Adam Cole was taken to the hospital because he tweaked his ankle. So we're going to see where those go. I'm assuming Moxley... Um, well, I think it was also a dumb idea, the fact that Phoenix... Well, supposedly Moxley made the call to, 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 to end the match. And so that was a good thing. But still, it was dumb for Phoenix to do the same move again. So I, I I don't know why that happened. Maybe that was miscommunication. Maybe they didn't know at the time. I don't know. But either way, I was dumb. But um, those those are your AEW news for for right now. Um, so the first round of cuts for talent happened this way. I want to name everybody first, and then we'll Rick Boogs, Emma to Neil Dashwood. Who after they announced this poor woman, they announced that they're going to Australia for the first time in many years. She said, a dream. And then she tweeted out back like, 20 minutes later, oops, I, 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 that has to continue to be a dream because I just got released. Holy shit. How tough is that? That's that's tougher than a $2 steak, man. That's rough. Uh, I don't even know what to say to that. That's rough. Mustafa Ali. Top dollar. He was the only one from Hit Row that was released. Think about that. They brought Hit Row back as a team. Top Doll was the only one released. Yikes. Riddick Moss, or as you guys know him, no. That uh, Emma's future husband. Elias, Alea, Shelton Benjamin, Dolph Ziggler. That was all the main roster cuts. The NXT cuts. Dabakato, Shanky, Ulisa Leon. Daniel MacArthur, Dana Brooke, Mansoor, Mace, Quincy Elliott, and Brent, excuse me, Bryson Montana. Let's take these one by one. Honestly, Mansoor and Mace have not been on TV in many, many months. Um, essentially, they were the male maximum models, and at some point in time, they just put Maxine Dupree with. Uh, Chad Gable and Otis, and we just didn't see didn't see them. And there was reports, I want to say two or three months ago, that they were being repackaged again. Um, the only time they ever pulled Mansoor out was when they went to uh, Saudi Arabia. That was the only time he actually did anything of note. Once they once Vincent Man left the company the first time, and Triple H took LA Knight away from them, they were doomed. So did unfortunately, and Mansoor at one point was on commentary, and they they wanted him on that role. But he really wanted to be a wrestler. He said, I need to, I need to give being a wrestler a, a try. And that's why Brock Lesnar had F5'd him through the table and, and wrote him off, essentially. Because that was his request. Um, so, yeah. Quincy Elliott had the, uh, the very uh, androgynous gimmick in NXT. I, I don't know if you guys really watched much of it. Um, it reminded me of, um, what was his name? He just had Dark Side of the Ring. Um... Dang, what was his name? The guy who 
He gained the weight, lost it, and passed away in a car crash. Not Gorgeous George. Who was it? I can't think of the name of the guy. But he just had Dark Side of the Ring. He had a very... Uh, but either way. Um, they didn't... They, they used him, but very sparingly. Um, they probably, I guess they didn't see anything in him. Bryson Montana. I, I've only heard the name. I've never actually seen anything. Um, so I, I don't know uh, much about him. Dana Brooke had a 10-year run there. She... She had a long run with the company there. Um, I think the only title she ever won was a 24-7 championship. Um, I'm not... And look here. I'm not trying to be mean or harsh in a, in a time of um, frustration. Because I, I, too, have been laid off before. It's not fun. It's quite nerve-wracking and um, all that good stuff. Um... Dana Brooke just didn't connect with the audience, and they they they, they tried. Um, she's she's she got better in the ring, but there was something just missing about her. You know, you know what? She reminds me of Austin Theory. I feel like with Austin Theory, at least when he does the goofy shtick, you could connect with him. I, I, but when he tries to, when he tries to do the serious stuff, it's not nothing there. I I I I, I don't get it. Uh, with her though. Everything it just didn't. She never was portrayed as a serious threat. So whenever she said, "It's time for my time now," it's like, who says that? And why you believe that? Like you know, it's really not just. It's just not believable, you know. Um, but they used it. She look at. She had a great run. Ten years. That's a long time. You know, like she's gonna be on the independent circuit. I'm sure someone will want her, and she could help. I can see her an impact. I can truly see her an impact. Do I think she'll help out in Impact? It's a strong women's division. I think they can help her get better. Because I think she'll get more time wrestling with more seasoned wrestlers. Deonna Perozo, uh, Jordan Grace, Trinity, like Mickey James. Like I think if she wants to grow as a better wrestler, that's the place to go. I don't see the need for AEW to pick her up, personally. Because they're just going to make her a job woman. Honestly. Which is what she was here. But she wants to give. I think, and I can see her. I can see her an impact. Daniel MacArthur. I really didn't honestly know much about him. Um, I, I've, like I said, I've heard the name. I've seen a couple of videos, but I didn't really follow him too much. Ulysses Leon, Same thing. No disrespect. I just didn't know. Uh, Dabakato, former General Azid. Um, look, man. Once they broke him apart from Apollo, who we have not seen on TV as well in a while. They just didn't know what to do with the guy. Like, he was one of the biggest... Like, he was a big guy. He's a big guy, but they just didn't know what to do with him. So, uh, that's what it... I mean, just look here. Him being on... Uh, him, once again, I, I'm not going to try to spend Impact's money or whatever, but maybe he can work some uh, MLW shows or whatever. Maybe they can find something for him. Uh, like, sim similar to Bronson Reed, you know? Um... I just, we didn't get a chance to really see what this guy can do. So I don't know. Like I've seen matches of his, but I haven't seen any real, like, real matches of his. Like, solo. You know what I'm saying? So I don't I don't know what he can actually do from me. I'm just being honest. You know? Shanky, I, he just dances. I have no clue what this mother bleeper can do. I really don't. They gave him the dancing gimmick, and that's all I know. I have no... I mean, everyone... like uh, Not Leah. Um, oh, I can't remember her name. 
Kayla Braxton was like pretty sad to see him go. She's they seemed like they were friendly. Um but like I don't know what he could I truly don't know what anyone could do. Cause they didn't show these side guys anything outside of what they wanted to show. And they showed him dancing. So I couldn't tell you much about this guy. Rick Boogs. This guy came up through NXT, the guitar gimmick. He had the long hair, he cut the long hair. Um, his his career got derailed when he uh, tore his Achilles. That was it. That WrestleMania when he teamed. I can't remember who he teamed with, but I remember he had both Usos up and he tore his Achilles. And when he came back, his career was just never the same. But the dude is jacked, and he's got personality out the wazoo. He, I'm sure you could find something on the independent scene. But the dude is jacked and he has charisma for days. So he, I think a lot of these people are going to be just fine. Matt, Cardo- Matt Cardona said some had a really great post on Twitter where he said this could be, I'm, a, I'm paraphrasing here but he said this could be the end of your career or you could bust your butt and he highlighted that there's, there's jobs out here there's money out here you just have to grind and make it happen and I, and I believe Rick Booz is good I believe Rick Booz could be one of those people even if you don't think he could be a, a, a world champion he can make it to where he legitimately goes out makes more of a name for himself and WWE wants him back in a year or two. I believe that. I do. He's too. He 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 just has too much charisma. He's too jacked for that. I just believe that. Emma, I don't know what happened with Neil Dashwood. So literally, I remember talking to her. I give, I give you guys some behind the scenes stuff. I never said. I never told anyone this. Uh, so the the weekend that I booked her for the show, uh, we had, I emailed her. Uh, I think it was a Friday night. She got back to me Saturday morning. And she was asking me what my line of questioning was going to be. And I said, I told her, just general questions. I want to know how it feels to be Impact uh, World Tag Team Champion and, you know, stuff like that. It's definitely going to be, it's going to be a bunch of softballs, you know. I'm not going to ask about if you hate WWE or not or anything. I, don't, I can care less if you hate the, your, your old company. And she said, okay, cool. That's a lot of people want to ask me. I said, yeah, cool. So she told me how, um, uh, what time she was available. And I said, okay, cool. So uh, we... Set up a time, and we were talking on air first, and she said that she, the reason why she asked me that question is because she was contemplating going back to WWE. And she said if there's an opportunity, she, she, she wants to go back. But she said, like, it's nothing against impact. She was like, it's, she just, she wants, she feels like she can do more. So, okay, yeah. And so, she was the, she was the, she was the influence, doing air quotes there, because she called me out on it. And she was a World Tag Team Impact Champion at the time. And I think two, three months later, she was in WWE again. And I'll never forget how they 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 only used... I, thought, I don't think she won one match when she came back. She got with her future husband, Riddick Moss. But I don't think she won one match. She was used as, as a certified job person. She went out on the independent scene. She got herself over and stayed over. And legitimately, they used her as a job person. That's all they did. That's crazy to me. Um, and Look here. She had a good run in Impact. I don't see why, you know. Because I'm spending Impact's money here. But I don't see why she would think about going anywhere else. She was used pretty well. You know. Um, this is the head scratcher for me, though. Mustafa Ali. As we all know, many years ago, he had put in his request to be um, released. And WWE 
adamant they refused they refused to let this man out of his contract they just wouldn't do it they were this was at and this was at a time where they were letting motherfuckers go they were letting a bunch of people go but, but between him and Brody if you guys remember Brody had put in his request to be released and he got denied too until finally you know they let him, until finally they let him go um, but it was because I think they just had no choice at that point. But they kept him as long as they could. And they did the same thing with Mustafa Ali. They weren't using him. Now they're using him in NXT. He was... I thought it was weird when I saw the notes from NXT the other night. And the notes I saw was Ilya Dragunov wrestling for the World Heavyweight NXT Championship and the North American Championship at No Mercy. He has two matches there. I said, wait, what? Why? Because Mustafa Ali was the number one contender. And that makes sense now why, because they were cutting him. And so I was super confused. But now you start using this guy, this guy starts doing the gimmick, well, <laughs> the thing he was trying to do, and the reason he got into the argument with Vince McMahon, and you cut him. I saw that, and, and at first Ali's tweet was confusing, because he said, I, I am working with WWE. They said, oh, no, I'm no longer working with WWE. Sorry for confusion. And I was like, really? And all this time, they were they let him out. They, they, he was wanting to go out. They started using him in NXT, and now he's gone. Mustafa Ali is probably the one that's going to be the most successful in the independent scene if he wants to be. He um, obviously can cut a promo. He can wrestle his butt off. I don't. I can you imagine his mother bleeper in New Japan? Can you imagine Ali versus Will Ospreay? Holy crap on a cracker! Now most of these people have 98 non-compete clauses, so we won't be able to see them until December 20th. After December 20th, um, so just know that. But holy crap, can you imagine that match? I could definitely see him in New Japan, and so he. I think he's one of the talents that's gonna be just fine. He's going to be well sought out. I would not go to AEW if I was him. I just wouldn't. There's too many people there, and he would definitely get lost in the shuffle. So, um, that's something that they just need to figure out there. But this was a head-scratcher. They start using the cut him. I, I do wonder how they went about these cuts. I do. You know, because these cuts are very, very specific. Very, very weird. Um... Like Sheldon Benjamin, right? And I'm not trying to say anyone should be fired, but Sheldon Benjamin got fired, but Cedric Alexander didn't get fired. Like they haven't used either one of them. They, they use them. All, they use them for main event, and they were just praising him earlier this year for 20 years. You know, you don't think Sheldon ben- Benjamin could be a coach somewhere or something? Like that was very strange to me. All that was very, very strange to me. So I, I, I don't know. And Sheldon Benjamin looks ageless. He looks fantastic. Um. Top dollar, I don't know what you do about I I, I don't think he's, personally, I don't think he's a good wrestler, personally. Um, so I don't know what he's going to do. I'm sure he's going to do. But the fact that he he was the only one I've hit road to be let go, that's fascinating to me. I wonder if he got heat more heat. Because remember, he was the one that was known for getting the heat. And he was the one that was always pushing back and et cetera, et cetera. So I wonder if that was one of the reasons why. That's just interesting. Uh, Riddick Moss is one where, I, look here, I'm sure 
it's best that they both got laid off because they're both going to be together and they, and they're in it together rather than one gets laid off and the other one still works there. They stopped, they actually stopped using Riddick Moss. And he said he said it in his tweet. He said some people think when Mr. Levesque came on board by career falter, but he said honestly, but he said his money went up. He said his money went up, his his match count you no know, uh, went down, but his money went up. So he says, so, I mean, honestly, it's all that matters. You know, everyone everyone had a pretty positive take on it. You know, I mean, I'm sure they're devastated. Um, but look, Rig Moss is Jack too. Maybe not that he won't have the this the, the gimmicks that he has. Maybe we can see what he can do actually. Maybe we can actually see what ideas he has and what he can contribute to the wrestling business with his own ideas. We'll see. Elias. Walk with Elias. Um we haven't seen him on TV. I don't I don't think we've seen Elias on TV all year. Last time we saw this guy, I think it was over a year ago. And that was when he was playing his younger brother. And Elias had a very good tweet, very positive tweet. And if you think about what Elias has done, he's worked with legends, Hall of Famers. He had a, he himself had not, he didn't win any championships, but he had himself a, I call, I'll call it the Coco Beware run, which is not a disrespectful term whatsoever. He was, look at Coco Beware, right? You might say he did nothing for you besides put a bird on, but this dude was a tag team. He was Owen Hart's first tag team partner in the in the in the, in the business in the company. Like this dude worked with legends, you know, which only made which which only got his profile bigger. So many people would say Walk with Elias. WWE is Walk with Elias. Dude had number one album. Like he he made some moves here. So I don't know what he does next. I don't know why he's been off TV. But whatever's next for him, he seems, he, he seems like it's, he's content with whatever happens next. And I'm happy for the brother. Aaliyah. Um, I don't know where she's been. She won the tag team titles. I mean, she at least she won a championship, right? Her and Raquel Rodriguez won the tag team championships together. Um, after that, I don't know what the hell happened to this woman. I really don't. I could not tell you anything that happened with her. I don't remember the last time I seen her on TV. I know she got hurt for a bit, and then she came back. And I don't think they ever. I don't think those two actually ever officially lost the tag team championships, if I'm not mistaken. But I, look here, I can't keep up. You know, a lot, a lot of these people like her and last, I haven't seen them, and I haven't, I haven't even heard them of them working main events. I knew Sean Benjamin worked main events because um, I would see it on the results. But like I don't I don't know. So yeah. And the biggest name to be released, twenty year veteran, Dolph Ziggler, former world heavyweight champion, former intercontinental champion, former tag team champion, former United States heavyweight champion, former money in the bank winner. This guy has done a lot of stuff. And Look here, for all the years that we can say that WWE misused him and they didn't put him in the proper positions, this is the same guy, so take a sip of water here, this is the same guy that signed all those contracts. So he was clearly happy with it. I remember vividly, specifically, I remember specifically, there was one, I can't remember the year it was, 
but his contract was coming up. Everyone was begging this man, please leave WWE. This is way before AEW. This is way before AEW. And I remember someone, everyone was like, please leave, please leave. And it was like, where did he sign a new contract? And I remember at the time I said to myself, what if he's just happy with his spot? He makes good money. This dude probably makes between $750,000 and $950,000 a year. You know, that's, that's, that's just the guaranteed money. Who knows what incentives he makes. He, ha- he has the kind of man he, he gets barely used. He still wins titles randomly. And he's always... Dolph Ziggler has what I call... A, uh, he's a spot wrestler. I remember 50 Cent had said that Fat Joe was a spot artist. And he's not wrong because Fat Joe has hits in decades. And it's like he comes out of nowhere with these hits. Dolph Ziggler had those moments too. Dolph Ziggler will be not even nowhere near fucking relevant. And he'll go into a feud with The Miz for the Intercontinental title where he can't beat The Miz. And then all of a sudden he has a main event at No Mercy where his career's on the line. And him and Miz have a classic match for the Intercontinental Championship. Then he'll be not relevant for a while. And then he'll have a tag team with Bobby Roode where they'll win the tag team championships. And and they'll hold on to him for months. Or he'll the tag team championships with Drew McIntyre. Or he'll have a, a main event run on Raw with Seth Rollins for a month straight. He just was a very much a spot, a spot wrestler. Now, honestly, that's the thing as fans that you have to understand. Sometimes you're just happy where you are. The, the company that pays you, they they pay you to your lifestyle. You're able to do certain things. I know he started his own comedy tour and stuff like that. And they let you do what you want to do. You don't have to worry about going out and building the trust of other people or working with new people you don't care to work with. And Dude had an amazing career. Started off in the Spirit Squad of all places. The fucking Spirit Squad. And by the way, the Spirit Squad won Tag Team Gold. So it wasn't like they were a complete bust. I know that was that that group was more designed for Kenny to be the star, but Dolph Ziggler was, became the star. So hell, hell, hell of a run. And actually, if you think about it, he's a former three-time world champion, former NXT world champion, two-time world heavyweight champion. Um, I can go all day about how they misused him, but he still had some great moments. This dude, think about this. I wrote down some moments he had. Winning money in the bank. Think about that money in the bank that he won. I still remember Tensai taking him and throwing him over an announce desk, the way he sold it, I remember I was at some friend's house at the time, and we saw him throw it, I said, he's dead, I was like, what, he just, such a great fucking seller, and uh, you thought, and the fact that he came back in and he won, and think about that money in the bank run he had, in that run, he fought John Cena, and defeated John Cena in a ladder match, didn't pin him, but he had him in a ladder match, then he cashed into one of the that is one of the biggest regrets I, I I have. So that WrestleMania was in New Jersey. And I went there for the Hall of Fame that year. And I was thinking about going for WrestleMania and the night after WrestleMania. Right? And um We just just being real with you guys, we just couldn't afford it. So I had to make a decision. The Hall of Fame? That Hall of Fame had Bruno San Martino, Booker T, Mick Foley, Trish Stratus. 
I can't I can't remember the other person, but it was a star-studded Hall of Fame. But to see Mick Foley, not Mick Foley, was it Mick Foley? Yeah, it was Mick Foley. But to see Mick Foley and Booker T go into the Hall of Fame in Madison Square Garden and Bruno San Martino, holy shit. That was a great fucking moment for me. So I chose the Hall of Fame. And so I'm at home, I'm back in Maryland, I'm watching the show. Alberto Del Rio is the world champion. He's holding his ankle. All you hear is, I'm here to see the world. I'm here to see. And the crowd goes bananas. And you see him come out. He had Big E and AJ Lee with him at the time, which was still one of the most random pairings of all time. And all of a sudden, you see Del Rio put the, the arm, uh, the uh, oh, his finisher on, which was, it was an arm lock. I can't remember the name of it. But you thought that Ziggler was going to tap out, but then you see Ziggler grab the ankle, twist it, hit the zigzag, one, two, three, the place fucking exploded. One of the biggest pops you will ever hear in your life. And he was a two-time world heavyweight champion. The run wasn't anything special because they ended up having a double turn and he caught a concussion. But that moment you can never take away. That was crazy. But that entire Money in the Bank run was crazy. So... Um, and then, his, his, to me, his magna opus. His magna opus was Survivor Series 2014. You have the five-on-five Survivor Series traditional match where if Team Cena wins, the Authority arrive power. If you have the Authority's team wins, all of Team Cena is, is fired. Team Cena consisted of Eric Rowan, the Big Show, Ryback, John Cena, Dolph Ziggler. Team Authority, Corporate Kane, Mark Henry, Brody Lee, Seth Rollins, and who was the fifth person? Who was the fifth person? Seth, Brody, Kane. Who was the fifth person? Mark Henry. I can't remember who the fifth person was. But whoever the fifth person was, it doesn't matter. Um, the match looks all but lost. Big Show has turned on Cena. He made his 12th heel turn in two weeks. And now it's Dolph Ziggler versus Brody Lee. We know it's Luke Harper, but I'm going to call him Brody. Brody, Kane, Seth Rollins. He rolls up Brody, pins Brody. He hits a zigzag on Corbett Kane. And he has the match won. Triple H pulls the referee out. Pedigrees uh, Dolph Ziggler. You think it's over. And then all of a sudden, the referee comes in. The dirty referee comes in. He starts counting. You hear the crow. Something more like a door. Sorry. And you see the return. Not the return, but you see the debut of Sting. And now Sting comes in. Lays out... uh, Triple H with the Scorpion Death Drop. He pulls Dolph Ziggler over Seth Rollins. The referee gets up, counts to three. It's the it's one of the greatest Survivor Series matches of all fucking time. I can watch that right now, knowing the end and knowing how it goes. It was just it was a great debut. The tension, like I genuinely went into it. To me, the best wrestling for me being a wrestling fan all these years. The best moments for wrestling. It's when I have that moment, when it feels like a big fight feel. I just had it with MJF and Samoa Joe. The last time I had before then 
was Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. The last time I had before then was when John Moxley and CM Punk fought the first time before All, All Out last year. I love those moments because I'm 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 not so chemical the podcaster the rapper I am Ryan the kid used to watch Shawn Michaels Iron Man like, like I remember watching the Iron Man match with Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and I remember that last 30 seconds being so intense for me as a kid saying don't give up Shawn it's the boyhood dream you can I love being in those moments rest the fact that wrestling can still take me there um is it is that's why people when people ask me why I'm a lifer that's why because wrestling just brings me there. It still can, as a fan. It has me ah, sniffing that nice hopium. You know, it just feels so good. And that was one of those big fights. Well, you didn't know who was going to win. I, you didn't know. And I remember um, I went on the message boards later on that night. Because I was so amped up. And I remember vividly. Like, that they had spoiled. The, I, I'm glad I didn't touch the boards all day. I was at work that morning. I got home, took a nap. Because I knew I was watching Survivor Series. And I was watching Survivor Series. I didn't get on the internet all day, but that wasn't because I, I just was busy. If I got online, they would have been spoiled because they had spoiled Sting's debut. But I didn't see it because I was just so busy that day. And so, um, th- that's his magnum opus to me. You, it's between that or the No Mercy pay-per-view where him and Miz put on a classic. And yes, Miz does have a classic match. <laughs> so... Um, I'm sorry to hear these people lost their jobs. I don't think, as I, as other people have said, this is not the end. This is, this can be the beginning of whatever it is you want to do. Whether it's staying in the wrestling business, whether it's getting to whatever business you want to, I'm pretty sure they now have connections that they didn't have before and that they can use to their advantage. So um, with me saying that, uh, I, I, I there's nothing to celebrate here. This is sad. Um, we kind of saw this coming. But look, thank you for your contributions uh, to the WWE, I'm sure your contributions are not done to the business or any business that you go to now. So, um, with that being said, I am a Soul Chemical. Uh, talk to you guys on Monday. Uh, this is I See Things a Little Differently, episode 370. We're out. <laughs>